Welcome to Where RA Now, a podcast dedicated to catching up with former RAs hearing where their journey of life has taken them since their glory days at New York University. My name is Dorian and I am tonight's co-host. I am a junior from Lafayette, Louisiana, studying at Gallatin, concentrating in marketing production of Black American music seen through math and computer science. And I'm an RA in Lafayette Hall. And I'm Tom Ellett, your co-host and serve as the Senior Associate Vice President of Student Affairs. Welcome, Dorian. I just realized you're in Lafayette Hall and you're from Lafayette, Louisiana. How the hell did that happen? You know, I asked myself the same question. A lot of my friends like, oh, so you're never escaping us. Like, apparently I'm not. I think it's just because Marquis de Lafayette is a very popular name. There you go. So tell me about this concentration. It is really interesting. So to sum up my concentration, essentially, I look at um, black history in America, so it also includes more so not just African Americans, but also black people who come to America and experience American life and how that affects them and it shows throughout their music. And then from there, I take math concepts, mainly integrals, and then I turn concepts that I've learned throughout the history and the music that's created music business-wise, and then I put them into an integral. And then computer science, we're still figuring that out, but that's essentially what my concentration is. That's fantastic. Tell me a little bit about the music genres that you're really passionate about. So, you know, I really don't really have one, mainly because it just depends on my mood. Sometimes I'm like country, like today. Um, And then other days... She's wearing boots. You (laughs) can't see that. I'm wearing cowboy boots today. And then some days I'm really into hip-hop and rap. And then other days I'm into a very soulful Aretha Franklin. So it really just depends on what I feel like I'm doing or where I'm walking or what comes on a shuffle. I like all of the genres you talked about. I can't get into country. I just, I'm sorry. It just doesn't do it for me. What do you find in country? So the way I was raised, a lot of my family is within a rural area. Mm -hmm. So you kind of attach onto the country concepts of like waking up early in the morning to get things done before the sun comes out because it gets too hot. And then like a lot of people tend to live by that lifestyle. Things become like healthier and cheaper and you realize it is a lifestyle it's not just something that you hear about in a song so that's how I attach myself to country music I do understand it's not a sound for everyone yeah you know it's probably I like the stories they tell but it's just the the music that I'm not into so much I always say start out with country pop country it's a little bit easier to get into but like traditional country also, because I understand, like I study Black American music, I understand how country music came about more, and so it makes it a little bit for me comical on how it ended up where it is today, and like the association that country music has with it. So for me, it's like I see where it's coming from to where it is now. That's how it is for me and a lot of music. I kind of laugh because I know where it started and how it is now, and where I could probably project where it's going. And most people are just listening to it or trying not to listen to it because of the associated stereotypes that come with it. Well, I look forward to having you back as a guest in about eight, six years from now when you're big (laughs) in terms of what you're doing with understanding and teaching music. We have something in common to turn tonight with a musician with us tonight. (laughs) Tell us about who our guest is. So tonight we have A.J. Smith. He was an RA at Third North for Chris Septic. William McGrath and C.J. Barnes and Stephen King during the 2011-2013 academic years. Welcome, AJ. Thank you for joining us tonight. How's it going? It's good. How are you? Doing doing really well, thank you. 
It is great to see you here. We're live in the studio tonight, so this is a special <laughs> thing. We don't do this very often. So every once in a while, AJ will break into song for us so we can kind of hear the great music that he's writing and actually performing as well. Why don't you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing since you graduated, and you did both two degrees here. Yes, I did. I did both music composition, of both undergrad and master's, actually, with a concentration in songwriting music production. And then I also did a minor in computer science because, well, I mean, we're in the digital age and you kind of got to know how to do all of that stuff no matter what you're doing. And yeah, so that's what I've been up to, taking that degree and trying to apply it towards an actual career in songwriting and being an artist and traveling all over the country playing shows. We'll talk a little about that in a little while. It's so exciting to have you on the show. But before we start about your amazing music career, let's speak about your time at Washington Square. What were you involved? What extracurricular activities were you involved in while you were here? Well, apart from, I, I guess I wouldn't consider being an RA an extracurricular. That's a very much focus and drive and thing that becomes a, such a big part of you. But the other things that I was involved in on campus, apart from just playing shows and all of that and being active within the music department, I was the captain of the lacrosse team. We have a club lacrosse team. And I'm not sure if you knew, not many people know that we have a lot of club sports. But I was also the vice president of the club sports association uh, to try to bring more awareness on campus to the awesome athletic things that we do have going on here. Because while we are an academic first institution, there are still some really great benefits to working together as a team in an, in an athletic way as well. And that was a lot of fun. I, I met actually one of my first connections to the RA world was through the lacrosse team. Um, a friend there was an RA, and that kind of introduced me to the whole res life from that capacity, and that was really cool. What made you apply? Well, Phil Klugman was on the lacrosse team. So I met him my freshman year. He was uh, a junior and an uh, RA at Third North, where I was a freshman. And then we were on the lacrosse team together, and then sophomore year, I was elected captain along with Phil and uh, then our friend Cal and another guy named Jack. So then in working together with him a little bit more on that and just getting to be such good friends through the lacrosse team and talking, and we would go in, I think that's around the time Game of Thrones came out. <laughs> so then he would have some of us over just as friends to go and watch Game of Thrones on Sundays. And we got to, so I got to talking with him more as an RA in Third North, get to know more about the programs that he was doing and all of that now that I had been, I guess, a year removed from it and I was living up at Gramercy at the time. And, and that was a really cool experience for me to then, now w with all of that programming and everything in hindsight that maybe I didn't quite take as much advantage of as I would have liked as a freshman, to be able to see this is really cool, this is such, you're making such a huge difference in so many people's NYU experience and that seems like something I would really enjoy doing. And after working in that leadership position with Phil, I applied, and I guess that's how I ended up coming to work at Third North. We're glad you did. What was it like working at Third North? It was, it was amazing. It was hectic at a lot of times because, as you know, the dorm is huge. Absolutely. Where did you live freshman year? Founders. Founders. Okay, love Founders. Uh, we had our dodgeball rivalry. Is that still continuing? It didn't, unfortunately. I think it stopped. My year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, that's kind of to be expected with dodgeball. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, 
that was that was so much fun and i actually i loved getting to know all the founders ra's and that event or at least the other mixers that we did in particular because you guys were right around the corner from us and i thought sometimes it was very easy because especially at third north we had so many residents and so many things going on that it was very easy to just get into that bubble and never leave never even interact with other ra's and then also once you become an ra you kind of if you're not participating in other things around campus, you start to lose touch with certain friends because you're just so busy now being an RA and a student that I think having that community be expanded outside of just your Third North bubble or your Founders bubble or your Britney bubble is really nice. What did you gain skill-wise that you use today, if anything, from the RA position? Uh, Well, I think Will McGrath would be very pleased to hear this. I'm a master at Trello. And... (laughs) If I have planned full tours on Google Docs uh, using full album releases, using Trello, organized things with different teams, bandmates, I even ended up taking some of those organizational and program planning skills towards planning rehearsals uh, using doodles in order to not just coordinate different meetings with other RAs to plan programming, but to plan rehearsals with my bandmates. So a lot of organizational kind of things. And then also I think... One of the big things that has really helped shape just my adult life has been communication, I think. Learning how to communicate with other people, empathize in a better informed way when having maybe difficult conversations about, take for example, roommates. Because I ended up having to have roommates after college again, and actually couple of them were RAs, so we had a stellar roommate experience because we did a roommate agreement right at the very beginning, and it was it was great. And then, you know, being able to navigate some of those other challenges, and then whenever there's relationship drama with a friend or something like that, being able to really be a good ear and shoulder for them or, you know, friends that have gone through even more difficult times, extremely challenging times, being able to be a good resource and know when to when to listen and when to speak and all of that. Would you say that your music also reflects back onto your RA days? In some ways, I guess. I I think I've spent the last few years kind of honing in on the songs that I want to share and the character, I guess, which is really me. But, you know, I think every individual, people say, oh, right, what's true to you? And it's like, well, but then you also forget that a human being is such a vast and powerful thing that then when you're trying to nail that what's true to you in a three and a half minute song that sometimes that can be a bit of an overwhelming task so trying to dissect part of that figure out what those songs are that I want to share I think a lot of that does actually tie back to my experience as an RA in some of the conversations that I have I mean a lot of the songs that I've been writing lately I never wanted to be the the bad boy musician who was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna sing you like a sexy song and like all of that. But then there's like always, you're writing pop songs and the other people wanna write that. And then it's like, okay, well, let me figure out how to write. And it it didn't feel true to me in a lot of ways. So then trying to find the voice where I was able to still tell those romantic stories or those good friendship stories or any other kind of scenario that maybe had my sense of 
kind of quirkiness, character, empathy, and all of that. That's I think I finally found that voice in my songwriting, and I'm really excited about that. So how do you approach the, the beginning of uh, writing a song? Is it an emotion that you feel? Is it something you see? Is it a visual? A combination of both? You know, what's the inspiration? You know, songs are written everywhere that I that I go. I mean, I'm even just looking at your bookshelf right now in your office studio, and there's titles on there. And, you know, Blink, Malcolm Gladwell, I've read that recently. Reread, actually, because it's fantastic. I mean, there's stories that he'll, or even in Outliers, you know, and he's talking, he'll tell all these really interesting stories, and then a title idea will jump out of, at you. Uh, I was actually reading a short story by Ray Bradbury about, who's an interesting person, but that's for another, <laughs> another time. But I, it ended up being just a really fascinating story. I was up visiting some friends up in Halifax to do some writing. And I came up with this just hook idea. A melody came because of a word that I saw on a page. Other times I'll be walking my dog and I'll just, some melody will come into my head and then I'll try to think, oh, what's a cool concept that I want to tell? My girlfriend has been having some challenges with just certain friendships and things recently. And so then that between a simultaneous story from a sister's friend and experiences that they were going through led me to write a really cool song called Drama that is just super fun. Yeah, I mean, the inspiration comes from anywhere and everywhere, and I have so many voice memos on my phone of me just walking my dog in the morning, and then I come up with something, I'm like, hmm, <laughs> or, you know, whatever. I don't think that is one of them at all. But It might be now. Hey, maybe it will be. But yeah, and then I'll try to go back and I'll be like, gosh, what key was I even thinking of that in? What? what? And some of them sound, and then they actually turn into really cool things. You know, I have a bunch of ideas. My notes on my iPhone as well is just full of song titles or lyric ideas. You'll hear a story on the news that just really hits you and you're like, oh, I, I want to write a song for that. But some some songs I recognize that at least as an artist, I may take either longer for me to figure out how to communicate or some songs are not meant for me to write and that's okay. I can collaborate with them on other with others and if it's a concept that I feel strongly about maybe you know I can help somebody else be able to share that as well. How did you uh, even get into music? Oh boy. I ran away from home when I was 3. My mom was in the shower. I took the family dog, put it on its leash actually. He was he was great. He was like my best friend. He was, my parents had him right before, got him right before I was born. And I snuck out and walked two doors down to my godmother's house, and she taught piano lessons And so in her basement. And so they had a window well that was right next to the piano studio. And we had been over there all the time because she was my, my godmother. So I went and I sat down in the window well. My mom has no idea where I am. I was there for a couple hours just listening to piano lessons having a great time and police had to be called the neighbors were out on a whole search where did this kid go so i did that about three times <laughs> and then finally i was like okay we should start taking you over to your godmother's house for regular visits which turned into lessons and 
that was when I was about three. So I got a pretty early start on piano as a result of that. And you know, just being, you know, fortunate enough that my godmother was a piano teacher. So it didn't become a whole, oh, what do we even do now? It was, oh, we just take him two doors down. And it was super accessible. And so from then on, I was all in on music. And my, my first concert actually was, do you know Yanni? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Was to go and see Yanni at Red Rocks in Colorado because we lived in Denver um, and the suburbs. And that's when I saw, oh my gosh, the most beautiful violinist. It was, she was just, what she was making that instrument do was, I was six, but I was still in awe. I was like, oh my God, I have to learn how to do this. And so the next morning, mom, I want to learn violin. She's like, oh, okay, I guess we can stop piano. And I was like, no, because I was just a little bratty little kid, I guess. Not really, but, you know, <laughs> that's the way she tells the story. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I want to do piano still, but I also want to do violin. And she's like, oh, okay, well, now we've got to figure that out. You know, music, blah, 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 blah. Figure it out, end up doing violin, and then it just snowballs from there, just boop, boop, and went to NYU. That's a whole other story, but I'll have you here for like three hours if I take you through my whole life, and I don't want to do that to you. Do want to hear about where you are now as an artist and, and what you're doing. I mean, you're on the road, you're writing, you're back in Brooklyn, but then you're out on the road. What's that life like? Because th- there's a lot of NYU students who say, uh, you know, I want to be an artist of some sort. You know, on the road, I want to be an actor. I want to be a musician. As a musician songwriter, what is that like? First of all, it's extremely exciting and rewarding. It's also extremely challenging. I think anybody that wants to pursue that, I feel like not enough people, uh, you just have the Instagram filter on top of that life all the time, and people don't necessarily see all of the effort that goes into it behind the scenes. It's taken a really long time. You hear the amazing stories where Pharrell walks into an NYU classroom, signs someone to a pub deal, and now their career, before they've even, they haven't had to go out of NYU, figure out how to pay off student loans while working some other job and then going to recording sessions at one o'clock in the morning because that's the time when the studio is available to then being able to have to go and book their own shows, making only $100 a night, if that, based off of tips. You don't hear those stories as much. You hear the really awesome, sort of really fantastic, wonderful flukes that are a once in a million. And... So for me, I think everybody should know that, hey, that's fantastic that that happens for you. Hold out, be hopeful that that will happen for you, but also be understanding that if it doesn't, that doesn't mean that you can't have a career. It's just going to be a little bit difficult, but I think great art comes out of struggle. You've seen that throughout history, that some of the best art has come out of times of struggle. Um, Talk about the birth of music in America in fact, and I'm sure you have a lot to say about that subject. A lot of people Um, tend to say it's based out of slavery. Yeah, you can trace back pretty much, actually, every form of popular music today, you can trace back to slavery. Dorian, that's what you're... Yeah, this is my concentration. Yeah, Yeah. he's not wrong. A lot of music you can trace back to slavery because a lot of slave songs actually do have remnants of African music and background but a lot of the lyrics and the themes that you find are from struggle. And if you look at today's music, even if it's a love song, it's generally about a love struggle Mm -hmm. or just like 
country music, you have your country struggles. No. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I mean, even country music. So yeah. some of the instruments that Tom was saying, maybe, oh, I don't necessarily. Banjo. Where'd that come from? Certain instruments, even looking at guitars and everything like that, distortion that then led to rock music and all of that. I mean, all of these were not necessarily the inventions of the non-struggling folks. And so, I mean, to me, I, I guess what I consider is to when I talk to artists that are trying to say, well, how do I get my start? You know, this is really hard. I'm like working in a restaurant right now while also trying to I'm like embrace the struggle because the struggle is going to help you create really amazing, fantastic music. And it sucks when you're there. But there is, I, I hate to say light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know, that sounds so ugh. But there is definitely, if you put in, I, I always consider the music industry is a pers- perseverance business. And if you can really stick it out and you continue to develop and hone your craft and get to be the best that you can at it and you continue to write songs, every song that you write will be at least in some way, shape or form better than the last one. Um, even if as a whole you're like, eh, that kind of sucked. Well, crap is the best fertilizer, so keep going. I, so I guess now to where I am, to bring that kind of full circle, I've gone through all of the ups and downs. I've gone through that that difficult part of having to work at tons of different jobs in order to be able to continue to pursue my music dream. I had to move back home before I then was able to move back up to New York again. And... This, this was even after I had booked an off-Broadway show and all of that and having great credits and opening for the Eagles at the Beacon and opening for Lindsey Sterling. I still had to then, off of that, and releasing my EP in 2016, I still had to, prior to that, I had moved back home for a few months before I was able to move back to New York City. Finally, I've signed on with a new management team. I've been booking tons of shows. I've got a huge tour lined up in the spring um, on the West Coast some really exciting stuff and some amazing collaborative opportunities on the songwriting side. I've been writing some incredible music lately that I'm just extremely amped about. I have a new song coming out on the 27th and that is only the beginning of just starting to transition, I guess, my listeners from my old stuff to my new stuff. And I mean, it's it's really, really exciting. I've been getting to meet some incredibly talented writers who thankfully think that I'm pretty good too and we're writing some great stuff together and I I couldn't be happier and as we take a break I think it might be good right now to uh, have you play us out of this uh, particular segment oh boy all right um you guys need a theme song right yeah oh we always need a theme song (laughs) all right let's see let me okay Sorry to interrupt this amazing podcast. My name's Ron Rapitalo, and I was an RA at Weinstein Hall from 1996 to 1997. Just wanted to let you all know that I am a life and career coach. So if you're interested in my services, check me out at Ron Rapitalo, R-A-P-A-T-A-L-O.com. I offer free 15-minute consultations if you sign up via my website. So if you're looking to explore what you want to do next in your career, or if you're stuck in your life, 
give me a shout out. Peace out, always. So, welcome back, AJ. Thank um, you. Thank we've you for just not kicking me out in the, during the break. Oh, of course, of course. Yeah. <laughs> You're always welcomed. <laughs> so, we just heard you about your experiences at NYU. Now, we're going to talk a little about what you've done leaving NYU besides like your music. What else have you been doing? Besides music? Yeah, let's let's hear it. I fell in love. Aww. Twice. <laughs> yeah. Second time better. Second time significantly better. Great love songs, right? Uh, oh my gosh. I got some horribly sad songs out of the first one. And now I've just, I'm so happy now. I've, I'm actually about to have my three year anniversary, which is awesome. We, we live together now, which is amazing. Um, life just couldn't be better. We moved to Long Island City, which is beautiful. We have a beautiful dog daughter, my adore. I don't know, life is just life is great. I mean, I've I've worked some other other jobs too along the way since graduating. Let's see, because I know that we were talking a little bit about that, and I I was thinking I've I just started this sort of event series that I host at my apartment, and it's called the Hustle, because I again want people to embrace the struggle, and so often all you see is again that Instagram filter on everything, right? Where People don't want to share, oh, hey, I'm having a tough time with this. Can anybody help me find somebody to help shoot this music video? Instead, people kind of just keep it under wraps and stay positive, which is a great thing to do as well. But when within your community, it's also important, I think, to be open and honest and say, hey, I'm having a tough time with this. Is there anybody who can help me with this? So part of that is talking about balance. Um, episode one that we're going to do is, is centered around balance and how people can balance their quote-unquote day jobs, which pretty much everybody in the entertainment industry has had to have at some point, and their real passion reason for doing that day job. And so some of the day jobs that I've had worked at a deli. I've worked at a burger restaurant. I have, as a porter, actually, in, while I was at NYU, I also worked, I then took my computer science degree and I worked as a UX designer, worked as a computer programmer and a developer, started my own education startup because I found that it was easier to raise money and start a, a company in the tech world and try to help people be able to connect with students who needed jobs. That was so much easier than a music career, and which is pretty wild. Because if you talk to any startup founder, they'll say it's incredibly rewarding, but also extremely challenging, and it is. But did that. Also worked, uh, continued on as a music teacher. I was teaching music lessons the whole time. Worked doing, <laughs> fixing lights at uh, clubs. That, that's um, a lot of different yeah. things to do and lots yeah. of little stories to tell about them, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, tell me now when you're working for your craft, you and I had a conversation about it, and I think the listeners would appreciate it, the work you actually have to do in terms of self-promotion. Mm. Uh, that sounds like a really big part of what a musician has to do nowadays, especially one who doesn't get the million-dollar contract, right? Because yeah. you don't have the budget for PR to be your own publicist. You know, um, And I think that for a musician who's who's working on that, one thing that I'm, I've never been the best at when I'm in a creative mode is continuing consistency on social media. And social media is crucial because it's not 
now it's not even just about reaching new people with the new algos and everything like that that they have for Instagram and Facebook and it's just about continuing to engage your your fan base who are really your customers but then hopefully more than that as well and if you're not posting consistently you're not consistently posting great content then you get penalized where then you're not even getting the reach to all of the people who have maybe followed you at a show um, now they're not even seeing what you're doing so I mean, I have a song coming up in a couple of weeks and I've been in such a recording and mode that I haven't been as great about my socials. So now I'm having to uptick all of that and make sure that my numbers and my reach gets close to my full follower count. And it's weird that I have to say this, but I mean, in this age, you really do have to be thinking about that and, and the data that you're capturing from your fans. I mean, you can look on Spotify and see where you have the most listeners, and then you can go and book an entire tour around that, which then now you're supporting all of the things that you're doing online with your in-person events. And then you go and you follow up with all of those in-person events where you're collecting emails. Still, email addresses are one of the most important things to yeah. be collecting. Absolutely. Or now there's even really great text lists that you can do where you're able to have a, a master phone number that you can then send mass text to out to tons of all of your fans and it's there's a couple services that do it pretty well for, for musicians but that way you can let them know about a new show you can text out your whole newsletter all of that just through a url and i mean it's it's really i would say the most important thing is staying on top of digital trends because if you don't i mean the world is just going to keep going and you're going to be stuck in the studio making great music that no one's going to hear what type of people do you usually engage with like are there grammy winners or nominated people yeah a little bit of, of all of those things. I just was writing some songs with a friend of mine who is a, a Grammy winner. Writing, I've worked with Scott Jacoby, who produced my last EP, actually, who's amazing. Um, he's done some great work. Emily Lazar actually mastered my last EP, and she's fantastic. She just won, I think she won a Grammy, and she's like the first mastering engineer who's female to have won a, a Grammy, which is amazing. And uh, we need more of that. Um, because there's some amazingly talented women in music that aren't getting the awards, even though they're making the content or they're responsible for all the, the stuff. So really excited to have worked with her on that. I mean, my, my buddy just produced a track on Juice World's album, and which obviously, actually, I think he participated on a couple of songs on that album, which did phenomenally and that guy's huge uh and and he's still i'm cutting vocals on a new song that he and i just wrote that beaver didn't end up taking um, on friday so and then my goal is to make justin wish that he had taken it so, so yeah do you see that in your circle you're finding those nyu alums that you may have been in class with in the music program that you were in or is it really a separate world you know, I'm not seeing as many on from the songwriting program just because maybe a bunch of them moved to L.A. I don't know. Several of them did move to L.A. I am still in touch with a lot. So Tiger Darrow, she, Peter Wise, and I opened for the Eagles at the Beacon Theater. That's how we met Glenn Fry, who then came on as an assistant professor at NYU for a little bit and was working a lot, with, especially with the three of us, which was just such a transformative and amazing experience. And we miss him very much to this day. But Tiger and Peter 
we we all stay in touch still. They do a lot together right now. Uh, my move home and then move back to New York definitely meant that I had to reopen some friendships that I had maybe kind of had gone a bit stale while I was out of sight, out of mind. But you know, they've both recently done shows that I've hosted, and we're still in touch. A lot of people from the music business program I've been seeing popping up when I'm going to certain meetings. I'm like, oh, you work here too? at such and such publisher that's really cool how have you been like we should get together sometime and then sometimes we do get together and sometimes you know life happens and we don't but it is really nice to see someone that oh i sat in that music business class with you like six years ago or whatever it was <laughs> eight years ago i just realized that my 10-year high school reunion is coming up so that's yeah wait till it's your 30th <laughs> <laughs> don't even go there do you ever stay connected with any other, like any RAs? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, outside of the fantastic RA event that we just had at Third North, the little reunion, uh, which was amazing because a lot of us are now in different cities and we don't necessarily get to see each other as much as we would like. I mean, that's kind of the amazing thing about social media, too, is I'm still able to tweet at Priyanka uh, from Third North and be like, hey, yeah, awesome job on, because she's, I think she just, she's almost done. School. She's almost done with her uh, residency or something. Yeah, so she's she's been kicking butt, and I love cheering for her. And we, we stay in t- and we both have celiacs, so then we're always talking about celiacs and gluten issues online, which is great. And then, you know, when we get to get together in the city, it's, it's spectacular. Alexa Sachs, also from Third North. Kate Forsyth from Third North. I when at the Third North reunion, I was talking with Ife too, and I hadn't actually talked with him in a while, and he's crushing it in the finance world, and I have a lot of friends that work in that space. So then, kind of realizing, oh wait, we might actually have some mutual friends from different parts of our lives. That's just super cool too. So I mean, yeah, staying in touch with RA people, I kind of wish I had done a better job at, of it because they're just all amazing people and. I tried with a few, but now I'm going to open it up to more. It's hard at NYU, being in New York City, to, to actually run into people. I mean, That's hard. You may see some people you don't see until your senior year after meeting them in their first year. We, I'll give a shout-out. We have an alumni homecoming event for RA alums on Saturday, October 26th mm-hmm. uh, in the Lipton Hayden, formerly known as, Lounge. Uh, so I will be texting that out to folks. It's not Hayden anymore? No. No. Hayden's not the law So uh, maybe we'll have you back playing some music for us too, oh AJ. Oh, gosh. Um, it, it, it is now time for speed round. Let's uh, give AJ some questions. Uh Yes, I'm sad. I just checked my calendar. I'm going to be in Nashville. You were happy to rub that in one no, more I, time, I weren't you? I would actually say rather than pop country is great if you go and you a great kind of put your toe in. But if you also go like full dive into some bluegrass music, then you might end up finding yourself really just impressed by the musicality. And even though all of those instruments, you might be like, whoa, what is going on? Then you might end up finding, okay, now that you've upped your threshold, <laughs> you can then go and enjoy some. Dorian's like, got to say something. Like I, I Mississippi bluegrass or like Nashville bluegrass. Oh, because if like you're doing Mississippi, you know, well, because like I, I grew up playing fiddle in a bluegrass band actually. So I mean, that was kind of like my my first time singing vocals was "Man of Constant Sorrow" 
from Brother Where Art Thou. Just listen to that soundtrack. There's a ton of different styles of country, bluegrass, and all of that, and it'll kind of hit a little bit of everything, and it's just phenomenal music. Okay. I also find if you transition from blues into country, mm. it works well. It works well. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The topics you, pretty much stay the same. I'm going to turn to you to get me some of the music I should listen to, okay, to open my mind a little bit. Ooh, Betsy Smith. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right, so you ready for speed round? Speed round, let's do all it. All right. So... Favorite tradition at NYU? Mm, well, it was dodgeball against founders. <laughs> but I guess I would say you know, welcome week. Welcome week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Favorite NYU professor? Ooh, I had so many good ones. Um, you know, I'm going to say Glenn Fry. Celebrity sightings while at NYU? Ooh, I literally ran into Alec Baldwin twice while walking his dog. I hear that a lot. Two days ago, I ran into him. Yeah. yeah. And I I was like, oh, my gosh, and I'm so sorry. I'm late to class. Like, and I don't think he said anything back. I think he just, like, scowled at me, like, watch where you're going, kid. <laughs> <laughs> you know? And then it happened a second time, and I was like, please don't remember that I've done this to you before <laughs> because you're going to start sending people after me. All right. And finally... What is your most memorable experience as an RA at NYU? Hurricane Sandy. Absolutely. I mean, I wouldn't say necessarily the most positive experience um, by no means, but definitely the most memorable. Think about no electricity in most of our residence halls for three, four days. I'm from Louisiana. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But imagine as a RA... Yeah, and students who like yeah, it was. It's I mean, tough. it was it was interesting yeah. because I think Third North was out for I think five days. Yeah, um, and and it still took I think it was like ten days before things were kind of back to not even back to normal, just back to functional. And RAs, we had to kind of stay in the building, and I I don't even think we had good cell service or or anything, so. We had walkie-talkies, but then if you had to go and get something to eat, you had to come, I think, go to, yeah, Weinstein. Um, And then when people's parents were coming to get them, the elevators weren't working, so I would... I was frequently a runner. By the end of, the, I think, the third day, I was getting delirious. Well, you didn't need your lacrosse practice, so (laughs) you had your your exercise. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I'm happy you survived that. Oh, yeah, I mean, you know, to be honest, it wasn't, looking back on it, it wasn't that bad compared to what other people go through, my gosh. <laughs> but it was definitely, a, I think, a moment that brought a lot of us together as well. Um, through the struggle. Yeah. All right, so we have a special treat for everyone. AJ is going to play his newest song for us. Ready? Okay, yeah. Outstanding. So you can go and find it on on all the places. This is coming out September 27th. So. Okay, this song is out. Everywhere that you can listen to music, it's called Rush. Do I talk too much? Am I not saying enough? Should I apologize? I'm sorry, my love. Do you like me now? Only when we get drunk and do you hate the way I ask you if you hate the way I sing about you. I guess I'm feeling insecure. I know that sounds so immature. Last night, 
you say that you were sure but am i really yours cause i don't wanna rush you baby but suddenly i trust this feeling so if you think i'm acting crazy it's cause i think i love you and i think you love me too Did you invite me up because you're being polite? If I kissed you now, wouldn't that be alright? Have you had enough or am I staying the night? And when you say you want me, do you mean you want me now? What's on your mind? I guess I'm feeling insecure. I know that sounds so immature. Last night you said that you were sure, but am I really yours? Cause I don't wanna rush you, baby. I trust this feeling. But if you think I'm acting crazy It's cause I think I love you And I think you love me too Ooh, I don't wanna rush you, baby But suddenly I trust this feeling Oh, if you think I'm acting crazy It's cause I think I love you And I think you love me too Ooh, no, I don't wanna rush I don't wanna rush You pull me closer, hands in my hair Undress me halfway up your stairs You taste like honey and I breathe you in You got my hands all over your skin You whisper, baby, I can't take no more, can't wait no more Can't even make it through the bedroom, door. We're getting tangled, oh, looking like an angel Every moment's so good, but I don't wanna rush you, baby Suddenly I trust this feeling, oh if I'm acting crazy, oh, it's cause I think I love you and I think you love me too. No, I don't wanna rush you, baby. Suddenly I trust this feeling. So if you think I'm acting crazy, cause I love you and I think you love me too. Oh, I don't wanna rush you, baby. But I trust this feeling. If you think I'm acting crazy, Oh, it's cause I think I love you and I think you love me too. <laughs> Outstanding. Thank you. Thank you so much, AJ. Yes. Truly. All right, AJ. Thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you for discussing your journey and what it was like to be an RA and where you're doing now in life. As always, thank you to our listeners for listening and staying connected with the RA alums who have lived their dream and gone to their dream school and continuing their dream. AJ, a pleasure. You always inspire me, truly. I've always enjoyed our conversations and what you're doing with your life. Uh, Special thanks to my engineer, Juliana Fonseca Alesso, our executive director, Duncan Lemieux, and our executive producer, Shahara Ranasing, and to the current professional staff and alums, such as Chris Stibick, Will McGrath, C.J. Barnes, and Stephen King, who helped these wonderful alums with some skill development along in their early days of development. If you like tonight's show, look for more content on the newly unveiled NYU RA alumni website at where ra-now.webflow.io, which lists favorite books, picks of all-time favorite RA memories, alumni accomplishments, and ways to be mentored. Until next time, go out and write the song for your life.